This is a major part of contending and equipping is becoming one and growing up in in the body of Christ, growing mm-hmm. up in that nurture so that we we become a body working together, functioning together. God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out his spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring. We contend for that promised outpouring, we equip for that outpouring, and we engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. Philip and I are going to have a lively conversation today about how to fulfill joy, fulfilling joy in your life that comes from knowing God and comes from relationships with people. Welcome to the podcast today. We are so glad that you are with us. Before we get started, let me invite you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.net, so that you can look around at the other things that we have on our podcast channel, and you can see our events that we have coming up. We have tremendous opportunities for you to come here or to join us by YouTube or Facebook and subscribe to our prayer letter or some of our other other subscriptions that you can have. There's lots of good things out there. If you're hungry for God, if you want some deeper things, we've got a great bookstore and we've got lots of opportunities there. And also, if you want to give us some feedback, we would love to hear from you, especially about this particular episode. You may have something that gets stirred in your heart that you want to share with us. So email us at feedback at globaloutpouring.org. So today we were studying our devotions and reading in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and something just kind of jumped off of the page at me as we were reading uh, from verse 14 of chapter 1. It says that we are your rejoicing even as you also are ours in the day of the Lord Jesus. Paul is talking to the church at Corinth, and he is talking about how how he rejoices, that his testimony has a, that he has a testimony of a good conscience and and not moved by, by fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, and and how how this is something that uh, he is imparting to the church there, and they are they rejoice in him and he rejoices in them uh, as as we're growing together so that at the day of Jesus at the day of Christ when when Jesus comes or when when we're at that great throne uh, and and standing before the Lord that there's going to be rejoicing in us because mm, there's yes. relationship we've built one another one another up you know Paul's teachings were being made manifest in all these churches that he was writing to. And actually, you know, all of us who have been moved by the writings of Paul are going to have joy in that day, and he's going to have joy in us because of, of how God used him. So there's a rejoicing there. And and the word in the Greek, I won't attempt to pronounce it, but <laughs> it it is related to the Hebrew word tehillah, which is the the word that is used for psalm the psalms the psalms are are praises it's about mm-hmm. praises so this is there's a praising of god or a boasting or a glorying in god for the things that come out of our relationships as we have 
built one another up in the faith, as we've worked together, as we've grown together, this brings us to a day of glory and a, and a, mm-hmm. and a rejoicing and a praising because we've done stuff together. And, and it's so important that we have those, those relationships. Yes. Uh-huh. You know, I, I'm always moved by this uh, Hebrews 10.25 talking, uh, talking about the, the forsaking of the assembling of yourselves together. Um, you know, that's kind of been hammered into me all of my life. You know, you got to go to church. You got to go to church. Well, whether you go to church or whether you assemble <laughs> elsewhere, you could assemble in someone's home in a small group. The, yeah. the point is that you develop relationships. Yes. Uh-huh. And, you know, uh, this last couple of years, with all the shutdowns and uh, forbidding to assemble in, yeah, in many uh-huh. cases, has has caused, uh, you know, everybody just kind of figured out, okay, how are we going to do church since we can't meet or mm-hmm. since it's complicated to meet? And, you know, every, everybody that all, wasn't already streaming began streaming um, YouTube, Facebook, whatever they did. Um, so that people could stay connected as well as you could under those circumstances. Yes, uh huh. And that was difficult, mm-hmm. you know. And you miss that that assembling together. Yeah, I mean, it's just not the same. It's right. like when you're you're going to a, a convention or, or something, and you're watching it by um, you know online and all that. It's so good, but it's not like being there, right? Where you can actually fellowship with what's Mm-hmm. What's going on? Right. Know, the anointing can come through the through the the computer. The computer, do we say, comes through the TV? You know, it's like right. wherever it like comes in, from. You know, Oral Roberts would say, "You'll just lay your hands on the TV or right. something, and right. people would get healed right right through the TV." Sure, it's a point it of contact point, of your faith. Yeah, for the spoken word, and your faith activates that. Right. Uh huh. But there's something about relationships. You know, it's good to keep relationships going, like by telephone. Hmm. You know, you might talk to a loved one on the phone, but there's something about being able to wrap your arms around that person. Yeah. It's a contact. Yeah. There's something that happens. There's something, some kind of a synergy that happens when you're actually together. Mm-hmm. Now, like we have a, we have a prayer call that we do uh, every day, except Fridays, that uh, our intercessors get together and and they pray together and we we pray over whatever the holy spirit is moving on in that in that time and it's wonderful fellowship and it's wonderful to pray together and you have you have a synergy of agreement that that makes a difference and you're developing a relationship but there's something about being together physically mhm yeah and so, uh, you know, I'll just put in a plug for our events that we have coming up. Be sure to check that out on our website, globaloutpouring.net. You can see the events that we have coming up. And when you actually come, there's something that happens when you can, you know, shake hands or when you can can embrace or when, when someone can actually physically lay hands on you or mm-hmm. there's something about the atmosphere in the room that's stronger than doing it online. Yeah. I'm, I'm not against doing it online. We're doing this online. So <laughs> listener, if you're being touched, you know, just just stick around and, and do stuff online with us, but you can also come here. Yeah, because in the meetings, you don't get the distractions like you will if you're in your house or apartment. Yeah, that's something's true. Something's going to be pulling at you. 
Mm-hmm. Might be the cat at the door scratching to get in, you know, <laughs> even though you got the phone turned off. Right. You know, other things will will just seem to want to uh, pull you away from what's happening. It's true. So it's best to go. It's true. Yeah. And something happens when you get into relationships. And when you're looking for developing relationships, maybe you haven't found the right church yet. Maybe you haven't found the right small group. We want to pray with you and encourage you that God will lead you to that fellowship. Um, something happens when you find, they, they say it this way, when you find your tribe. Um, <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it is good. And and you, you find the people that, that are in the same, shall we say, um, you know, when you're talking about the body of Christ, you've got different organs, you've got different glands, you've got different bones, you've got different muscles, you've got all of these different parts of the body, and and the cells from that part of the body need to function with the cells of that part of the body. And you don't fit in every part of the body, mm-hmm. but there is a place where you do fit. And if you haven't found that place, I'm just going to stop right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we're asking you to give the grace of finding their place to each person who is listening. Thank you, Father. Whether it's in a church body, whether it's in some other kind of a relationship, maybe there's somebody out there that is wondering, when is God going to bring that spouse? Mm -hmm. Who is that person? Well, it may be that that person is still in development and isn't ready for you. Or maybe you're not ready for that person. So let the Holy Spirit work in you to prepare you for that person or for that body or to, to find that place where you actually belong. I know that when I came, um, what was I? I was 17 years old, and my sister invited me to her church. I was going to a Baptist church at the time. I was spirit-filled, but I was living with my grandparents, and they went to the Baptist church. And my older sister, who was married, uh, invited me to come to her church to hear these ladies that smuggled Bibles behind the Iron Curtain. And I thought, ooh, that sounds exciting. I like adventure. So I wanted to go and hear you. (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) Scares me sometimes. (laughs) So I wanted to go and hear these ladies that smuggled Bibles, never dreaming that this was going to set me on a course of life that really I was born for. Um, when when I heard Siggy Oblander preaching, there was just something that was resonating in me. I didn't even know how to relate to it. I didn't know what was going on, but all I knew was all I could do was cry. And I was crying and crying and crying. And when the meeting was over, I thought, if I sit here crying long enough, someone will come and lay hands on me and prophesy and tell me why I'm crying. <laughs> Nobody did. But I knew that I knew. I don't think it was even con- conscious yet. Mm-hmm. But looking back on it, there was something about these ladies that had something to do with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing led to another. So, you know, when you resonate with someone when you resonate with with a with a group of people something's going off inside of you saying where have you been all my life mm-hmm. this is what i've been looking for and how many times have we heard that 
so many, many yeah. times. Yeah, we were just at a convention and and someone came up and and just uh, mentioned mentioned heard me mentioning our founder and they just they just resonated. Yeah, you know. Yeah, she said, Gwen Shaw. I remember hearing Gwen Shaw once. Is that what it was? Or she got a, her books or something her like books, that? Yeah, and she she was going to the the uh, the food counter to get some more food. And, yeah, and she didn't I, even. I need, went back for seconds. Yes, and know? so did she, but she didn't even really want seconds. She didn't know why she had gotten up to go oh, get seconds. Wow. That's <laughs> but, just how God orchestrates things. Exactly. Sometimes He does something that. Why am I doing this? Yeah. It's a timing issue. And then, and then she told us later. She told me later. I think the whole reason why I went to that conference was to meet you. Amazing. Yeah. It's resonating. It's the resonating thing. It's a verb. It's action. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we resonate. Something go. Something inside of us starts vibrating, and and we just know that this is something that has something to do with me. Mm-hmm. But now, what happened to you? When when you you were not ready when you started being around these ladies, your sister Gwen, <laughs> our, our founder, um, was your mother's best friend. Yeah, I was okay till I backslid. You know, then it, <laughs> 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 you know, I because you know whatever sister Gwen administer, I you know I had to go with. Mm. So wherever they were. You know, that's where I went. That was the drug problem I had. I got drugged to her meetings, <laughs> you know, and, and it's not like I always wanted to be there, but, but when I got more, um, you know, more backslidden, you know, once you get the keys of the car and you get an element of freedom, now I can do what I want to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you do what you want to do and you get in trouble too. Right. And that's kind of, kind of what happened with me. And then you get in the presence of somebody anointed, you don't want to stick around. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking for the first exit, you know, that you can get away. And that's kind of the way it was with me, you know. So you exited for a few years. And yeah, then few. you came to my door. Because uh-huh. by that time, I was living with Sister Gwen. Yeah. when you And you look at the people, like the homeless people, and it's like everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm in a two-bedroom apartment by myself. And I get, you know, by unemployment, recessions going on real bad. And I get uh, my a check in the mail for an unemployment and said, this is your last check. And what would a person do if they had nowhere to go? Right. You know, sometimes you see people's stuff piled on the street and your heart just aches at someone that didn't make it. And, and they end up on Skid Row or somewhere as homeless people. And I remember going to we're Vancouver, Canada, you know, mm-hmm. off on the, it's the warmest part of Canada and that's where the most homeless people are in Canada because it's warm. They can survive the winter there. You can survive there, you know, not like living like in around Toronto or, or further north and all that. So it was, um, you know, you, it's like you have to give up what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that doesn't happen until you're at dead end street. Mm-hmm. And then when you're at dead end street, it's, it's a real reality check, mm-hmm. you know, because all of a sudden things have to change immediately. It's like having all these plans of this, this, and that. It's like your stepsister. Mm-hmm. You know, when she, she's retiring, has this great retirement going on, you know, worked all her life in a hospital, you know, as an RN. And one week, I think it was before she retired, she, she got this notice that they found cancer in her body. Mm-hmm. You know, and all of a sudden, everything changes. Yeah. Suddenly. Just right. like that, everything can just change. 
for the worse or it can change for the best. Mm -hmm. And that's what really happened with me. But the worst had to happen first before I had the best. <laughs> right. It's because God, God knows what he's doing to get us into the place where we're ready to say yes to him. Yeah. And it's just like you you have to develop this relationship. And, and you know, one thing is fellowshiping with people on your level, mm -hmm. where, you know, where you're at. You find those, you know, that uh, like in a church or ministry, they can kind of be mentors you know, mm -hmm. sometimes you can, just like the Holy Spirit will kind of guide you, you know, this is one that really should be your your mentor. You can share things with and, you know, they can help you in your walk to get you going, mm -hmm. you know, but, but it's like to, doing everything in your power to develop this relationship that you have with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And the only way you're going to do that is by putting away all the other stuff. That's true. Because that's the only way you can hear. And that's hard to do because that's dying to flesh. And we have all our things we want to do, and and it's just like uh, I remember Benny Benny Hinn has a book out there called Good Morning Holy Spirit. Yes, very good book. Very good book. I highly recommend it. Anybody has any questions on like on the Holy Spirit and and it's his story of how he started very young. Mm -hmm. His father was Greek Orthodox and his mother was an Arab, and uh, so he had a tough upbringing, and he wasn't allowed to say. Jesus in the house mm. or anything, which is amazing, you know, because he's going to a Greek Orthodox church, but this is something with their culture that maybe I, I don't know. But as punishment, he get locked in his room, and that's where he developed, instead of maybe playing the games or this, this or that, you know, what, what do you do? You get locked, go to your room, you know. Mm -hmm. So you go in your room, what do you do? Find a toy, this or that, or, you know, today it'd be your computer, you know. Mm -hmm. Tablet, like that, he just... Phone. He got on his knees and just started praying. And at a young age, he developed this relationship. With the Lord. With the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, and it's just an amazing story. And I thought, wow, this is how he how he cultivated his relationship with the Lord. And, and his parents never knew it. They mm -hmm. never knew what God was doing in him. Mm -hmm. So you don't always have to let everybody else know what God is doing in your life. That's true. You know, and eventually the fruit will come out. Yes. But you have you have to make time. It's really, you know, the greatest emphasis of these days for all of us. We have to have more time with the Lord where we can we can just listen. You know, I did that today where we're just going through some boxes and stuff and I just took a half an hour and you know, turned my phone off and just 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 sit in the Lord's presence, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like a it's like you know when when you're uh, you're using your phone a lot and all that, and uh, your your computer, you know if you don't have it plugged in, you're not getting a recharge. Mm -hmm, that's you know, true. And pretty soon, what happens if you're down to two percent? You have to immediately and go get it. <laughs> you got to plug into something quick. And the same thing in the the spiritual in your walk. You know you have to have your plugins. That's true. You have to have that time where where you're plugged in where you can. Uh, you know, just get charged up so you can keep functioning in what you're supposed to do. That's true. And you have to have that vertical relationship with the Lord, but you mm -hmm. also have to have horizontal relationships with people. That's good, yeah. And and uh, I think that's where Ephesians four eleven to 14 comes in. Can you read that in the Passion? And he has appointed some with grace to be apostles, and some with grace to be prophets, and some with grace to be evangelists, and some with grace to be pastors, and some with grace to be teachers. And their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. 
these grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness in the faith, until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God. And finally, we become one perfect man with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed in the abundance of Christ. Fully developed developed. in the abundance of Christ. Uh That's the purpose of coming under the fivefold ministry Mm -hmm. in order for the body to learn to work together. And if we never learn to work together, we're not going to accomplish what needs to be accomplished in the earth. You know, we're contending for the outpouring. We're equipping for the outpouring so we can engage in the outpouring. This is a major part of contending and equipping is becoming one and growing up in in the body of Christ, growing mm-hmm. up in that nurture so that we we become a body working together, functioning together. That doesn't mean you always exactly agree on everything that you that you see, or there's room for differences of opinion, mm-hmm. you know, but you have to agree on the basics of the word of God. But even, even some things, the way, the, the way we see scripture, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people get a, a, a revelation of what a scripture means, and they're inclined to throw out every other revelation of that scripture, because this is what God showed me. Well, <laughs> There's lots of room for lots of different interpretations of the scripture, and they can it can all be yes and rather mm-hmm. than no, this is it. That's like sometimes you can go back and you'll read the same scripture. Why did I not see that before? Right. It wasn't time for it. Right. And, and you can keep on getting more and more and more mm-hmm. out of even one scripture. You know, I remember hearing about uh, back in the days of the, the smuggling Bibles behind the Iron Curtain, I remember hearing of a pastor that that he just had one page of the Bible mm-hmm. to preach from, and it was out of Deuteronomy. Oh my! And that's all he had to work with. Wow! But that, but he got inspiration every time he needed to preach. There was something there that he could preach from, because the Holy Spirit is breathing on the Word. Yeah, and that's what the the church would do behind the Iron Curtain. They would. They'd have a Bible, and they'd rip pages out and give it to the parishioners, mm-hmm. and a lot of them would memorize it. Yeah, you know, then trade pages. Then trade pages. Yeah. But but the point is that we're, we're growing together. We're growing up together, mm-hmm. and we need each other together. But this idea of, of not always having the same opinion, um, I love what John Wesley said. Though we cannot think alike, may we not love alike? May we not be of one heart, though we are not of one opinion? Without all doubt, we may. Herein, the children of God may unite, notwithstanding these smaller differences. So you can, you can have differing opinions, but still be of one heart and one passion for the kingdom of God. This is about training up disciples. This is about growing up as disciples ourselves and learning how to disciple others. Mm-hmm. So that we continue to to grow and be ready to bring in the harvest because it's going to be all hands on deck. Yeah. This this whole idea of being apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers and evangelists, all of these five are so important. But these are five anointings of Jesus that are in his life. And he shares his anointings with us so that we can all have some portion of that anointing that we can walk in 
and carry to others. When, when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, we've got everything that Jesus had to work with. Yes, amen. And he's operating from within us when we, when we invite him to live in our, in our hearts. And, and that's what other people are doing. So the relationships that we develop among ourselves are so important. And, and the love that grows up in between us is just, it's just marvelous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of a story years ago. Um, we had a, a dear friend. Bert Singer, he was a Messianic believer, lived in Israel uh, for many years. His wife is Pam, and and she was a she was a wonderful singer. But he 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 didn't sing so much. He just danced. He was a boxer. He like, was a right? boxer at one time. Boxer, yeah, professional bef- boxer. Yeah, before he before he was born again, and we loved him. And, and they would come to our conventions every year, and and Pam would sing, and Bert would Bert would dance whenever we were having praise and worship. You know, and he. would Bounce up and down and take out his hanky and swing it around. Yeah, we called I called him Bert Bert Slinger because yeah. <laughs> it's like he had a s- sling, you know, like <laughs> like David, <laughs> like David. So there was one time where we got word that he had had a stroke, and he was, I don't know if he was partially paralyzed on one side, but it it affected one side of his body, and we prayed and we prayed, and you know I am not much one given to tears. I don't cry easily, but when I saw Bert and Pam walk through that door, and here is the man that we've been praying for, I began to weep. Mm. And all through that convention, I boo-hooed and blubbered because I was so happy to see these people, to see this brother that we'd been praying for, to see the answer to our prayers. And here he was up dancing again. And it was a relationship that was so deep in my heart mm-hmm. that it caused me to, you know, just shed these salty tears. And it's something that God is trying to do with us and do in us to deepen our relationships. Now, the the deeper your relationships, the the easier it is for people to hurt you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. when you open your heart to them, that they're the ones that can hurt you the most. Like family members are usually the ones that hurt us the most because we're the most open with them. We love them the most. But that's where we learn to forgive mm-hmm. because the forgiver lives inside of us. He's the one who was on the cross saying, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And his grace to forgive is always there inside of us. But th- this thing about loving one another and letting that love grow. It, it, think about the book of Acts and, and how the, the church in the book of Acts had such an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that their lives were changed. Their thinking was changed. Yeah. Uh-huh. And no one thought that what they, what they owned was their own. And they would sell their, their land and they would give the money, put the money at the apostles' feet. And, and no one thought that anything uh, that they owned was their own. Mm-hmm. Everybody shared everything. Well, that's like the roots, the real roots of socialism. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. s- socialism as is practiced in in the world now, communism. That's that's like the substitute. Yeah, that's it, it doesn't work. Well, it it yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't r- really work. It sounds like it'll work, but it doesn't work because greed gets in, and then you get can then they end up controlling you. Exactly. But you know, it, we, we've been in a number of socialist nations. And, right. 
And we could tell you some stories. Right. But the point is that it does work when it's the Holy Spirit. Yes. Uh huh. And the Holy Spirit will lead us into, especially in these days as things happen, there's going to be mm-hmm. other things happening that are not pleasant. Yeah. And the more relationships that we have among brethren where we are loving one another in, in genuine love, we can, we can do amazing things by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. And we'll be able to do do these things that, uh, like um, Paul says in, in Philippians chapter 2, uh, would you read from, from the Passion verses one, 1 to 5? Look at how much encouragement you found in your relationship with the Anointed One. You are filled to overflowing with His comforting love. You have experienced a deepening friendship with the Holy Spirit and have felt His tender affection and mercy. So I'm asking you, my friends, that you be joined together in perfect unity with one heart, one passion, and united in one love. Walk together with one harmonious purpose, and you will fill my heart with unbounded joy. Be free from pride-filled opinions, for they will only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your hearts, but in authentic humility put others first and view others as more important than yourselves. Abandon every display of selfishness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interests. And consider the example that Jesus, the Anointed One, has set before us. Let his mindset become your motivation. Ah, so beautiful. I love that. Let his mindset be your motivation. His mindset, as he expressed in his prayer in John 17, he said, he's, he's praying to the Father. He says, now I'm coming to you. I say these things while I'm still in the world so that my joy may be full and complete and perfect in them, that they may experience my delight fulfilled in them, that my enjoyment may be perfected in their own souls, that they may have my gladness within them, filling their hearts. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. That's what God has designed us for. Our Father designed us to live like this, mm-hmm. to live in that joy, to live in that love, to live in that peace, to live in that patience, to live in that kindness. All of the, the fruit of the Spirit that's listed in Galatians chapter 5, that's what He designed us for. And He gave us the Holy Spirit so that when we're covered with the blood of Jesus Christ that has set us free from the sin nature that mm-hmm. we had before and, and all the stuff that comes before those verses in <laughs> Galatians 5, if you look at the, all the works of the flesh, uh, he designed us that being filled with the Holy Spirit, we can walk in these kind of relationships that fulfill our joy, and it fulfills the joy of the Lord. He's really happy when we're walking together in peace and in unity, Hmm. not uniformity, not here's the rules, this is how we're going to do it. That's not how it was in the early church. Nobody told uh, Ananias and Sapphira that they had to sell their land and put their their money Mm -hmm. at the apostles' feet. Yeah. They did that because it was the bandwagon thing to do. They weren't doing it because they were moved by the Holy Spirit. They were doing it because they were moved by the flesh, but they wanted to keep something back for themselves by the flesh. Yeah. And because of the mighty power of the Holy Spirit that was moving at that point, they didn't survive. 
And when there's a move of God going on, sometimes there's not mercy for some things. You know, I I loved what, uh, what Tony Kemp said in our convention. I think it was in 2020. Um, I'll put a link to it in, in the show notes. But he talked about the five levels of love. Mm-hmm. And one of the levels of love, the final one, is taking somebody out, out of mercy for the body. Mm. Wow. And sometimes that's the most merciful thing that he can do. And, and I, sometimes I think we have to just let him do what he, what he needs to do so that it's better for the body. Mm-hmm. It's like... Uh, sometimes a, a surgeon has to go in at, with a scalpel and cut out something that's festering. And mm-hmm. if we don't cut those things out ourselves, if we don't allow him to cut them out of our lives and, and things go on and fester and, and need to be dealt with, if we don't do it, God will do it for us. And sometimes it's not it's a nice not, thing. It's yeah. not a pleasant thing. But the point is that, that he wants to take us into a deeper walk. He wants to take us into a deeper walk with him and mm-hmm. a deeper walk with each other. You know, back in, in the days of the, the early church, um, Tertullian, who was one of the church fathers, a Roman theologian, he was from Carthage. And he said, and this is obviously a translation into English, look, they say, how they, meaning the Christians, love one another, for they themselves hate one another, and how they are ready to die for each other, for they themselves are readier readier to kill each other. You know, Christians love each other. Mm -hmm. And that is the best witness that we have to the world. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the world doesn't have that view of the church. Doesn't have that view of Christians because sometimes Christians are ugly, and yeah, they're 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 rising up with the wrong motives, or or they're they're acting in the flesh. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's offensive, lots of times it's because it's in the flesh. Yeah. Now that's not to say that you don't say the right thing at the right time. You have to step up and say the truth, mm-hmm. but you can speak the truth in love. Yeah, and to speak the truth in love out of a deep prayer life where you've been praying for the person that you're speaking it to, that can make more difference than anything. It's it's the power of the Holy Spirit to bring conviction in people's lives. But we're, we're talking about being fulfilled in joy in relationships. And we can build new relationships with people who don't know Jesus yet by letting the love of God work through us and in us. Sometimes you don't even have to say anything about Jesus yet, but you just live Jesus, Mm -hmm. live that love life, live that joy life, live that peace life, and watch people who are watching you eventually come to the point where they say, what is it about you? There's something about you that's drawing me. There's something about what you have that I want. What is it? And that's when you can bring them into the kingdom and you can begin to mentor them and you can begin to make them a disciple. You can begin to help them and you can begin to raise up people around you to build relationships like we're talking about, where you're calling them into a a deep walk with God. Uh, I, I can't get over the number of people that have joined this ministry that joined really right 
out of getting saved. I mean, they just mm-hmm. get saved and then they get introduced to to the deeper walk and and they didn't even know there was some other way to do it. <laughs> but they get thrown in the deep end to begin with and yeah. and find those people that have what makes you resonate. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're resonating with what you're hearing today, go to our website. Find more of our of our stuff. Listen to more of our podcasts. Uh, listen to to the things that we have out on YouTube and and Facebook. Then and and uh, listen to the, our our founders' uh, life story is out there on our YouTube page, our YouTube channel. See if you resonate with that, and then do the next thing. Give us some feedback. Email us at feedback at globaloutpouring.org and and let us know what God is doing in your life and that you're that you are looking for this. This is what you're looking for. And and just begin to get into fellowship and we'll help you connect. So we want to pray for you. Father in the name of Jesus Christ. We're praying for the listeners and for that one that's looking for the right spouse. Let that person find the right one that is designed for them. The one that's looking for a friend to pray with. Lord, we ask you to anoint their footsteps, anoint their connections, and just bring that relationship together. For those that are looking for the right fellowship, the right church, Lord, we're asking you to lead them by your Spirit so that they can begin to do, to build these eternal relationships that will fulfill their joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with His overwhelming, loving presence.